Hello, this is Pastor Philip Hoppe from Peace Lutheran Church in Finlayson, Minnesota and St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Bruno. We're happy to provide you with this digital media. Such media is intended for those who are not able to be in church and for those who might have missed a week, or for those who wish to hear something a second time or are just using it for further edification. However, it is not meant to be a substitute for gathering to God with his people around Jesus each Sunday. Enjoy this media and we'll see you in church on Sunday. The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our gospel reading from Mark chapter 10, and also particularly our epistle from Hebrews chapter 4, where Jesus says, through the author of the Hebrews, Let us therefore strive to enter that rest, so that no one may fall into the same sort of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The book of Hebrews, of course, is found in the New Testament, but the content of the book of Hebrews is simply filled with Old Testament content and imagery. And therefore, there is no book in the whole of the New Testament that better teaches us why all the stuff that happened in the Old Testament is still relevant for our lives today. The last two Sundays, we have had these readings from Hebrews chapter 3 and 4. And they talk to us about that time when the Israelites of old left Egypt and went through the Red Sea, and then crossed over the Jordan River, and went into the promised land. And yet for our purposes today, that description of what happened is a little bit too short. For our purposes today, we will identify three key points in that story of old about the Israelites. The first is that Red Sea crossing moment. For it is there that the slaves became free men, They walked on dry ground as that Red Sea stood at attention on either side of them. They saw a miracle with their eyes and they felt it with their feet. The second key point is at the end of this story. Forty years later, when God's people again crossed on dry land, that moments before had been a place where water flowed, They crossed this time through the midst of the Jordan River, and there they entered into the Promised Land. But in between those two events, the Red Sea and the Jordan River, is one other key event. And that event is this. Joshua and Caleb are sent into the Promised Land to see how the land looks and to see who is living there, And Joshua and Caleb come back and tell those Israelites that while the land is very good, the people, they are very big and strong. And at that point, we are told that the people of God fell into unbelief, not trusting God to deliver them into this land of promise, even despite the encouragement of Joshua and Caleb to do just that. As the people of God stopped clinging to the God who had saved them, they stopped treasuring the word of promise that God had given to them. And because of this act of unbelief, 
which was truly just the last in a string of acts of unbelief and rebellion, God pronounced that those people who had crossed through the Red Sea, every one of them over the age of 20, well, they would not enter his rest in the promised land. They would never step foot into what we call the Holy Land today. Now often, when we are teaching these stories to our young people, we talk about that crossing of the Red Sea, and we talk about the crossing of the Jordan River, but we can often forget to teach about that middle event where the people of God fell away and where the people of God then were not allowed to enter into God's promised rest. You see, not one adult other than Joshua and Caleb that crossed through the Red Sea actually got to go at the end of those 40 years through the Jordan River and enter into the promised land. Only two out of all the people that crossed. And why? Because they stopped believing in God. And God then declared that they could not enter his rest. So what does all of that have to do with us? Why is a New Testament book like Hebrews talking so much about what happened to the people of God so long ago. Well, our Red Sea moment, it happened to us on the day of our baptism. That is where we were taken from the slavery of sin into new life, into the freedom of new life with Christ. And no doubt, we hope one day, to have that Jordan River moment where we get to cross into that promised land of heaven on that last day when our Lord returns. But we must remember that right now, as we sit here today, we're in that wilderness period between those other two moments. And truly the question remains then, will we, who have been brought to new life in holy baptism, one day live with God in the promised land of heaven. And we should be clear, the question that remains there has absolutely nothing to do with God or his faithfulness. There is no question that God desires to bring every person that was brought to holy baptism into that promised rest of heaven on the last day. And his power to do so, well, that's never in question either. But there is the question of our faith, of our obedience to Christ and his word, our trusting in his promises. Yes, the question is, will we, during this wilderness period, hold fast to our God, staying ever close to his word of promise? The question is whether we will allow the struggles that we go through in our wilderness wandering through this world to lead us into doubt and then into disbelief. For if we do, we will not enter the promised rest. It happened to the people of old, and it could happen to us as well. So we ought not just simply sit back and think that it never could happen to us. The Apostle Paul writes in Corinthians, if anyone thinks he stands, he should take heed, lest he falls. 
We were blessed today to see Christopher baptized into the Christian faith. And any time we see a baptism, it is a chance to reflect back on our own baptism as well. But not only at a baptism do we look backwards, we also look forward. For no doubt, part of the reason we have joy today is because we look forward and see that day when Christopher and us together will get to cross into that promised land of heaven. And yet, for both of us, for Christopher and for us, we have this journey through the wilderness to endure first. God provides everything we need in the wilderness, just like he did for his people of old. But the devil, he's working all the way along trying to get us to stop trusting God's promise. He wants us to stop rejoicing in the gifts that God gives us in this world. He wants us to think that God has forsaken us. He would love nothing more than that we would fall down in disbelief and not enter into Christ's promised rest. So what are we to do if we wish to enter that promised rest on the last day? That rest that will come in a new heaven and a new earth? Well, our text tells us that we are to strive to enter that rest. So how do we do that? Well, the couple verses right after where we stopped reading really give the answer. They say this, Since then we have such a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. How do we strive to enter the rest? Well, simply by holding fast to Jesus and to the beliefs he has passed down to us through his apostles in his church. Or put another way, and more simply, if we want to rest with Christ eternally, we should rest with him right now. But what does it mean to rest with Christ? Well, in the Bible, you never can hear the word rest without having it associated with the concept of Sabbath. And the Sabbath, we remember, is that weekly rest that God gives to his people, that he has given to his people since the very first week of creation, that he continues to give to his people as we gather here Sunday after Sunday. The Catechism says that we keep that commandment to remember the Sabbath when we hold God's word sacred, when we gladly hear and learn it, when we don't despise preaching and his word. So if we want to rest then, we rest here now. We rest each seven days in the Lord's house, hearing his word, holding it sacred, letting it Go through our ears and into our hearts and into our minds. And then we add to that weekly rest, daily rest, in our homes. As we gather around the word of God and hear his good word to us. And why do we do all of this? Because when we are close to the word of God, then the promises of God remain ever near to us. The devil's temptations... They are not so alluring as they once were. And we are led time and time again when we stumble on this journey back to the forgiveness and life that Jesus gives to us. Day by day and week by week, we are sustained in our faith, even through the trouble times of wilderness wandering. No, not all of those who were given life in the Red Sea entered the promised rest of the promised land. In fact, again, only two adults 
out of the whole group, made that journey. So let us not just assume, because we have passed through the waters of holy baptism, that we will for sure enter into eternal rest. Instead, let us cling to Jesus every day. Let us gather weekly here for the rest that we need and spend time daily in our homes resting around God's word with those whom God has given us in our home. Let us confess that our grumbling against God and the doubts that have inhabited our minds are indeed nothing more than sin. Let us admit that even when the time in the wilderness seems extreme to us, that we should confess that God has always been with us and always will. Let us go to the great high priest Jesus. For he has promised that he will give to us his forgiveness in life time and time again. He will give us that life because it is his own life to give. For he died and rose for you. So let us go to Jesus. Weekly and daily. For there the life given to us in baptism will be sustained through Christ's word, through his forgiveness, and through his supper. Until that last day when Christ returns. And you and I and Christopher together get to walk through that Jordan River into the new heaven and the new earth, and there be forever blessed. Amen.